Pain Information Network, Podcast 5, in a car. So, yeah, same place. I was driving along, uh, podcasting in a car, had a pretty good rhythm going, and uh, I do it safely, trust me, it's not like texting. And there I was, looking down at dead batteries. So we picked it up, uh, listeners' questions, and uh, they're really good questions, and they're complicated. I, I didn't research them. I'm going to research them more. So if I tell you dumb stuff, don't hold me to it. I'll try to fix it. Or if you have something that you can tell me as a contribution, I want to hear it. Paininformation.com. So, okay, let's get to it. Right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is podcast from a car. This is number five. And I'm coming back from the coast, so we're not. I'm not going to waste uh, seat time with uh, drivel and listening to the radio and all. I like to listen to podcasts, and every once in a while I'm inspired to take the podcast a little further. So the inspiration, uh, again, from Carolyn, and it uh, has to do with a few questions she's interested in. Uh, that's great, because uh, peaking interest on uh, these questions, it... Uh, it really is fun because uh, it takes a second to think about um, these two questions that she proposed to me and a bonus question. And it uh, actually requires two vectors, uh, one understanding the role of a medical review officer, MRO, and understanding urine drug screens because the question's foundation puts into play what drug screens are and what some of their limitations might be, but more importantly, how do you interpret them? Because you can do a lot of damage by misinterpreting a drug test. For example, all right, a uh, 24-year-old works at UPS and is be- being treated with a legitimate prescription for a weight loss drug. Uh, they are tested and... Um, the result came back with amphetamine. It might even say methylamphetamine. So what what does that mean? Well, um, it could be that that weight loss medication is of amphetamine base, which we see um, regularly. That's uh, appetite suppressant. And in fact, um, we're going to see a lot more positive drug screens for Amphetamine, methamphetamine. Here, take uh, take another one. Uh, what's one of the most popular and diverted drugs in America right now? Podcast in a car, take two. Uh, the batteries went dead. Sorry. Uh, same place. Same exact place as podcast three. So, okay, so this is the deal. One of the most diverted drugs in America is buprenorphine. So here's the question, and it, it's a good question. So, buprenorphine that we use for uh, medication-assisted treatment or medication um, uh, treatment for uh, addiction is often accompanied with naloxone. Naloxone is one of those reversal agents that if uh, they misuse the drug by trying to snort IV or whatever, um, it reverses the effect of the narcotic. So that's why it's in there. Okay, so 
There's another form of it, and it's the pain form. That form is either in a patch form or a buckle formula. That's B-U-C-C-A-L. That's oral, right in your cheek. And it's uh, they're both great. They're both great drugs for pain, but they're on different magnitudes, as we talked about on this podcast. The one we use for addiction is in the milligram strength, and the one we use for pain is in the micrograms strength. And there's there's a reason for that, and it's beyond the scope of what I'm trying to make here, the point I'm trying to make. The point is, <clears throat> what happens to uh, the interpretation of the drug screen when they're supposed to be taking the buprenorphine with naloxone and the drug screen comes back with only buprenorphine. Medical review officers should kind of think that through, and it's hard to think through because you can't really separate it. When you're doing gas chromatography and you send it off for uh, in an absolute analysis that's about as accurate as a crime lab, you're going to pick up the naloxone. And I have a theory about that, a couple of things. <clears throat> First, the cutoffs were too high. In other words, the cutoff for naloxone uh, did not meet a certain threshold, and therefore it was reported as, as negative. And the other is, <clears throat> what we're seeing on the street now, is people want pure buprenorphine. You know, you can snort it and then inject it. It's a very popular drug. And who would have thought? But apparently it's another one of those front row seat drugs when you you snort it or you inject it because it doesn't go through first pass metabolism. That's where the liver gets it first and divvies it up and cuts it up and chops it up and dices it like an onion. Nope, it goes right to where it needs to be felt, and that's the brain and the reward system. So it would make sense to get a prescription of this long-acting opioid and and take it to somebody who is willing to switch subutex, that being the preparation without the naloxone that is just pure buprenorphine, and make, make them a deal. A two-for-one, a three-for-one deal. Here's your strips, um, a month's worth of strips for... Uh, 10, 15, 20 uh, of the Subutex. That makes sense. If you're, uh, you know, suffering from the ravages of addiction, which is not a moral failing, uh, you will satisfy your addiction. And that is why it is a brain disease. It is not a problem of just somebody saying no. Those days of the Betty Ford Institute where the eggs are getting scrambled and uh, this is your brain on drugs, that sort of thing, that's that's not the way it is anymore. The way it is is we try to motivate change. So if you're an addict that's not ready for change but you're in a medication-assisted treatment program uh, and feel the need, desire, and the ability to manipulate it, you just did. So that's my answer. That's going to be my answer for now. And I would probably think a medical review officer would agree with me. So I'm going to keep researching that, and I will talk to some medical review officers. Um, there aren't many of them out there. It's a special training, special uh, certification, and it is the right thing to do 
when you're interpreting uh, drug screens or uh, inhabiting these drug screens within a uh, uh, legitimate uh, environment. So uh, we need more of those folks out there. All right, we got another question. This was asked to me yesterday by my uh, counselor. Um, she does a great job, and she's looking at the drug screen going like, the naloxone is there, but the buprenorphine is not there. And this is a 28-year-old male who's ready for change and anxious to change, and he wants to work. In fact, he travels back and forth to Florida in his construction job, uh, red flag, and uh, he has a bunch of uh, naloxone or Narcan in his urine screen, but no buprenorphine and no metabolites of buprenorphine. What is that? Well, <clears throat> let's play medical review officer again. This is in my practice. I'm probably going to go with the conclusion, knowing how accurate these drug tests are, that he is putting that in there, in his urine, from uh, an injectable source of uh, opioid reversal, that being naloxone, in the hopes we don't kind of pick up the fact there's no buprenorphine in there. And in Florida, these uh, opioid reversal tools, recommended by SAMHSA, by the way, uh, are readily available, as they are in most states, um, but in Florida more so probably because of their opioid epidemic. And he's putting a little bit in there because the numbers were so high. Uh, and uh, I'm probably thinking that there is a cross-state problem here, and uh, we're going to look into that a little more. How do we do that? Well, we're going to have to check to see if he has uh, a prescription drug monitoring program problem in Florida, and we have to figure out the mechanisms to do that because of privacy. And we're also going to correlate it here, and we're going to start doing more pill patch uh, counts and just more adherence monitoring. So that's an interesting problem. We're going to have to work through that. All right, the next question uh, tell us a little bit about dopamine. Well, the precursor chemical is L dopa, levorotatory dopa, L dopa. And that's uh, synthesized in the brain and kidneys. And some some other places you can get it. You can get it from plants. Uh, most animals have dopamine. Dopamine is a uh, really important catecholamine. Catecholamine means it's adrenergic or it's uh, kind of a stimulant. And it works in the brain. It's a neurotransmitter. And it's released by certain uh, chemical endings. That we call them neurons. And modification of dopamine one way or the other, either, either through reuptake, uh, distribution, or... Uh, excretion of dopamine from the neuron changes how certain systems work because it's a messenger. It's like a chemical messenger. So um, I was asked for dopamine for dummies. That's going to be a completely different podcast because it is a huge subject. Uh, catecholamines and um, these uh, neurotransmitters, norepinephrine and epinephrine, are sisters and brothers, uh, are from one amine. And uh, that amine is so important that uh, we live live by it. So we're going to hit that pretty hard. And the, the 
the cool thing about dopamine when you when you really understand dopamine one, two, and uh, quote three, um, <clears throat> you really kind of understand how so many drugs work. That's antidepressants. Um, that's uh, within the realm of uh, even. Um, some of the drugs of abuse like cocaine and uh, most of the other drugs of abuse that are the opioid variety manipulate dopamine. So we're going to talk about that too. Anyway, all right, good for a podcast for now. Um, podcast in a car, we're going to be very careful because um, <laughs> this is a little bit distracting, but I wanted to get this out. So anyway, send your questions, please, paininformation.com and leave a review uh, at uh, you know, the Apple website, if you if you please go there and leave a review, it really helps us uh, in our exposure. And I don't know what their 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 way of ranking is, but it helps with each review. And thank you, everyone that gave me a review. Very kind, very kind. So we will talk to you soon. Yeah, there you go. Podcast in a car five. Yeah, I probably will do one of these every other week, but um, send in some uh, suggestions. I really want to hear from you. And uh, I just uh, love the feedback. Thank you so much. Very kind words on some of the reviews. So I'll continue to do this, and I want uh, I want to answer the hard ones. So send them to me, and look forward to hearing you soon.